0: Any work from home entrepreneur Mm -hmm. faces this dilemma when they first like maybe either start their business or start working from home. And it's the like the separation between work and life that's so hard. Like when I first started my business, I remember like I was like, oh wow, I can work from my bed and my PJs, holla. Like that's awesome. And it that works for maybe like a few days or maybe a week. And then you're like, okay, wait, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not being productive. (laughs) Like it's taking me mount more time. That wasn't even a word, but like it's taking me so many more hours to do something that if I was in like the zone could take me like maybe two or three, maybe less.
1: Welcome to the light and dark photography podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hey, y'all. If you have ever struggled with productivity uh, when working from home, then today my guest has got something special for you. Um, my guest is Lindsay Roman. She is a business coach, photographer and a podcast host. She is the co-founder of the Hart University, and today she is giving us all the strategy for working more efficiently from home. So uh, let's go. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Uh, For those of you all listening, uh, our guest today is Lindsay Roman. Um she is a uh, photographer you're in Kansas now correct I
0: am in Kansas now I can no longer have like the cool <laughs> fame or claim to fame of like I'm a Hawaii photographer like no it's <laughs> that's past <laughs> now I'm in Kansas so, yeah, yeah. which is where I was born and raised so it's it's kind of like coming home well it is coming home
1: <laughs> Yeah it's it's literally coming home yeah. yeah no that's that's great yeah and uh so I when I first found you online oh, I don't know. It was probably like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. It was when, um, you had done a photo shoot for Jenna Kutcher uh, in Hawaii. And then like those photos just like went viral.
0: They literally quite literally went viral. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Lindsay, like followed you on Instagram. I was like, that's cool. Like I, I think about a year before in 2016, my wife and I had gone to no 2014 never mind it was a few years before uh <laughs> in 2014 we had gone to Hawaii and visited Oahu and just loved it like I got off the plane and I was like we're gonna move here someday this it's is magical it's magical yeah and it was like raining at the time and my wife was just like what <laughs> um
0: People ask me why I moved from Hawaii to Kansas. And I, I genuinely still don't have like the best answer. Like it, it was a God thing because there's just no good excuse other than like to be closer to family kind of, but like it's, I miss the beach.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. You can't be like, well, the climate uh, is so much better in Kansas. (laughs) I will say
0: the only thing I didn't enjoy about Hawaii is I really love, especially as a girl layering with fall fashion Mm
1: -hmm. that you just
0: can't do that in Hawaii. So it's, it's nice to kind of experience that back in the mainland again.
1: (laughs) Yes. I have always wanted to layer. Um, My wife says that I look really good in layers, (laughs) but um, we're like, kind of like East central Texas Mm -hmm. and it is just hot hot here all the time. So we have like three weeks where I can actually layer and not melt. Um, and, uh, fun, fun fact, we were actually looking at moving up to like the Overland Park area. of Oh, Kansas. Hey,
0: that's close um, to us.
1: Oh, cool. Uh, we're Lawrence. We,
0: I don't know if you know where that is. It's like an hour away from, or it's like 45 minutes away from Overland Park.
1: Okay. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I'm not. Super geographically sound with Kansas yet. <laughs> uh, except like the main highways driving through.
0: i seventy uh, is just a bleak flatness across the whole state.
1: yep, yep just a lot of wind turbines yep. uh, which which is cool. Those things are huge uh, <laughs> but um but yeah, we were we were looking at moving up there. Still a possibility. We have some family up there. Uh, we we're like, this would be fun, like some seasons and not yeah. just like heat. And then a little bit of cold <laughs> and then back to heat. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, uh, so for anyone listening who is not familiar with you, um, Lindsay, just give us a little little background into where you're based. We've kind of already covered that. You're in Kansas. <laughs> in uh, <depth>. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you what do you do?
0: I am Lindsay Roman. I am a business educator, a photographer, a podcaster, and uh, Lord, I don't, I'm do probably, a, I mean, I'm a mama, I'm a wife, uh, other things like that that can technically fall into my job description of who I am. Um, but I started just my journey into entrepreneurship as a wedding photographer back in 2015 and That was when I originally lived in Kansas. Um, (laughs) And as I kind of started that journey, I really fell into like adventurous elopement photography specifically. And we lived in Kansas. And so I just was like, "Mm, okay, how can I make this look more (laughs) epic than it is? Um, (laughs) Although there are ways, there are very creative ways that you can, you can make the Midwest look magical. Um, But you probably also understand that in Eastern Central Texas.
1: Oh yeah. We're very Same. flat out here. Same landscape. Like open fields. It's like, we have like one tree and it's like, all right, yep. cool. We'll I'm going to make that way. one tree work. Uh-huh. So
0: <laughs> I started my business in Kansas. I grew it. And simultaneously, my husband joined the Coast Guard and our first duty station was Oahu, Hawaii, which was convenient for me. Um I mean, talk
1: about a great first location.
0: I know, right? And yeah. then he got out three years later. So it was our first <laughs> and only location in the military. And I will take that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh So that moved us to Hawaii. And that's kind of where my business exploded. I was already really hustling hard, even in Kansas to do destination spaces. I was traveling to California, Colorado, Baltimore. Like I was, I was hustling hard to try to get that destination work in my portfolio.
1: Mm-hmm. But then when we
0: moved to Hawaii, it just kind of blew up. So my photography business got pretty successful. And as that happened, I started getting a lot of questions of being like, Hey, I see you're successful of some sort. How are you doing this? (laughs) What are you doing? Like, how are you like getting such good photos or how are you creating um, such a good connection with clients and all of that kind of stuff? And so I started doing mentorships first off. And then um, I had a friend, Evie Rupp, who if you might know her if you know me at all um yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, for
1: sure y'all are just like pod we yeah. really are
0: um, it's hard and, to say
1: either of your names without saying the other ones uh um, for real yeah. I just
0: joked the other day I uh did I have presets photography presets and it's like the one thing I've done without Evie now uh <laughs> as far as like education or like kind of like for photographers or business owners right. um and somebody like in my personal, Reset Facebook group was like, thank you so much, Lindsay and Evie. <laughs> I was like, I can't escape it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm embracing it. You're like, no, um, this
1: is all me. But.
0: <laughs> no, but so, uh, we decided to start a photography workshop and we called it the heart workshop. Um, and at the time, like I was, we were thriving in our photography businesses, but still, I was like, there is no way I just was like, maybe being a Debbie Downer, I was like, I'm no India Earl, like I can't do, no one's going to come. Abby had a little bit more faith than I did, but (laughs) uh, (laughs) we hosted that and I will still never forget like our first workshop, we didn't even tease up to it. We just said there's an announcement coming and we launched that workshop. There was 12 tickets, which isn't maybe a lot, but also was kind of a lot at the time, like when you've never done it before. Yeah. And we sold out in seven hours. And I was like, okay, so 12 people woke up today, didn't know they were gonna pay for a workshop ticket that I'm hosting, and then I mean, did
1: it. So yeah. I was
0: like, okay, we might <laughs> have something here. Um, uh-huh. and so that workshop went great. Our email list kept growing and we were still like hundred percent full-time photographers at the time. And so mm-hmm. we were trying to balance like doing these workshops and also doing photography. And just the the workshops kept growing and as that grew and just became more successful. We were like, okay, let's expand this into something more. Like, we feel called to really empower business owners and empower creative entrepreneurs to, like, just have the tools to thrive in business and create lives that they absolutely love. Um, and so, we started with a photography course. We changed the name from the Heart Workshop to the Heart University, so it was a little bit more. Uh, inclusive to not just workshops, (laughs) but all business education. Um, And then now I would say we've, we've kind of expanded beyond just photography. Now we serve all business uh, or creative entrepreneurs with our podcast, the heart and hustle podcast. We do an online shop filled with courses, templates, resources, website templates, like the whole shebang. Um, And then we COVID kind of slowed down the whole like in-person workshop situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're working towards a in-person conference in 2022. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we're like cruising upwards as far as like uh, all the things that we want to do with the heart. So that's kind of where I am now. I'm still doing photography a little bit on the side, but uh, being a mom, all in that journey, I also became a mom uh, to a toddler right now. We're potty training nice. her currently. And <laughs> I'm pregnant with another one on the way due in October. So Life got crazy, uh but yeah, I love what I do. I love empowering educator or uh, empowering other entrepreneurs as an educator, mentoring, coaching, doing a podcast, and then doing photography as well still like yeah. my my passion
1: oh yeah, yeah, and and that's i I love it like i've i mean I've been following you since like before like whenever y'all started the the heart workshops, yeah like I was one of those oh, people that awesome. was like, oh, they're doing a workshop, okay, cool, I'm gonna check this out that's amazing. Um, so and y'all do like y'all are very um at least y'all are great educators for me um and for other people obviously um but like y'all y'all meet us like meet the meet everyone on their level and it's not like talking down to them or or anything oh my gosh oh no we are like super bougie and
0: (laughs) that's like sincerely a goal of my, like, I never want to come across because that's just one, not my heart and not my personality at all. But I never want to come across as like this high and mighty educator. That's like, I've done this and you can't do it. Like, no, like the whole point of being an educator, or at least I think if you go into business education of any kind, your heart should be to truly empower others and to build them up and to get your students or your workshop attendees or your podcast listeners, whoever, like get them the same success that you have. Like that's, that should be the goal. Um, oh, yeah. and that should be the heart behind it. So
1: yeah. And just like a lot you cheering should. along, uh, cheering them along the way. Uh, yes, and yeah, it's, it's great. And yeah, it, for those of you listening, if you have not checked out the, the heart university, um, or the heart and hustle podcast, i like every Tuesday, Wednesday morning or Tuesday, Thursday mornings, I'm just like okay, cool. This is the first one I'm listening to. Oh my
0: gosh, thank you.
1: (laughs) I'm one of those podcasters that I listen to probably five hours of podcasts a day. It's oh, that's deep, borderline not healthy. (laughs) Uh, But you know, are you just like the
0: multitasker that's like in the car doing the dishes, working?
1: Yeah. The educational ones, like, like y'all's like, you know, a few other photography and like business marketing podcasts, I have to actually sit down and listen to.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or, uh, or be in a place where I can take some notes. Right. Because um, <laughs> otherwise I'm just like, Oh no, I'm going to forget this. I need to re re listen. Um, but I have a bunch of like goofy, like comedy stuff and, and oh stuff for that sure, like podcasts
0: to. are so much fun. I That's listen to crime, crime podcasts when I'm usually in the car
1: because I like
0: a, I like a good crime podcast.
1: What's your, what's your go-to crime podcast?
0: My go-to is uh, Crime Junkie. crime junkie. It, it used to be my favorite murder. And then they just got too wordy and it was too much fluff of just not the murder. And I yeah. was like, give me the goods. I don't want yeah. you just talking forever.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, I do enjoy my favorite murder. Um, Cause I, I really like Karen and Georgia. In, They're fun. Like,
0: their the their percent.
1: personalities. I appreciate
0: the humor, which you don't think would go with yes. crime
1: podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes whenever you're like an hour into the podcast and then they're and
0: they still haven't got still just 20. talking
1: about what happened this last week and their lives I'm like,
0: like I'm like, okay.
1: okay. <laughs> I'm it's somewhat fine. interested, but I'm not an hour interested. Yeah. Um I'm like so five yeah. ten minutes interested. Yeah. But oh and the way that um Ashley Powers, I think, yeah, uh Crime Junkie, the way mm-hmm. that she Storytells. i'm just like i'm well, they actually in. get
0: to the point like there's like no fluff in there and i'm like there's, i kind of yeah. appreciate that
1: yeah <laughs> it was like and this is what happened
0: and I'm this like, is oh, what happened yes. okay I'm let in, me in, hold on go.
1: i'm holding on to my seat right now um but <laughs> yeah that's awesome um so so Lindsay, what is something like a piece of advice or um some sort of like aha moment that you've had In your life, in your career that has either changed your, the way that you like approach your business or just life in general that has been like, Ooh, wow, this is going to be life-changing.
0: This I've said this before. And I, I say like, this makes me sound maybe like pompous, but it, it's like, I look at like everyone that I look up to and. You, you almost have to be like, you have to have like the confidence to be like, there's nothing necessarily special about them. And you yeah. have to view yourself as being able to do the same thing. Like Beyonce is not more special than you who is yeah. listening. She might have yeah. a better voice than you, but like, you have to have that, I think that kind of confidence and that kind of gumption to like be like, no, if I have a dream or if I have a goal for my life, like I'm going to freaking do it. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, I don't know what I'm going to do at the beginning or or I don't know the steps to do at the beginning. But just having the gumption to have a dream and then just actually like decide to go for it. Even if you fail, even if you fall flat on your face, like mm-hmm. that's going to you're going to learn so much from failure. And I have failed more times than I can even count um, <laughs> along my journey. But like that's taught me to be a better wife, a better mother, a better business owner, a better photographer, better educator. And like, I think we hold ourselves back so much if we have these dreams, but then we keep making excuses for ourselves or we keep saying like, well, I could never do that because of blank or Mm -hmm. just like not thinking, not even trying it all out of fear. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is just like, just go for it because I think so often we're so afraid of what people think of us, but like, no one's thinking about you as hard as you are.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, like I used to like walking down the street, I would try and like walk in a way that I'm like, Oh wait, am I a lot walking weird? I need to like fix my stride because people are going to be looking at me and be like, "Why is that guy walking all weird?"
0: But no one's caring about the way you're walking because no they're worrying about the way that they're walking.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with with businesses too. It's like no one is is caring about your business. It's like, oh wow. Right. Yeah. Like, well,
0: everyone's worried about them. And I think the people <laughs> that second guess themselves so much to the point that they're like, well, what will people think if I do this? Or wait, should I do my marketing or should I post this to Instagram? It's like, just post it. Yeah. Just, just do it.
1: Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how you're yeah. going to grow.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're like speaking to 2016, 2017, John, right now. <laughs> uh, cause I, like, I grew up with a huge acceptance, uh, complex idol, yeah. whatever you want to call it where I just, I wanted everyone to like me. Um, And because of that, I was a very vanilla kid and just like didn't really come into myself and my personality until like my mid twenties. Um, And then at that point, I scared off a lot of people because they were like, you're weird now. Um, But I was like, yes, I am weird now. Um, But embrace it. (laughs) Embrace it, yeah. Because people love weird. It's so freeing whenever... You're not worrying about what other people are thinking and you're just yeah. doing it. And well, you have worrying. to realize
0: that you, you literally cannot please every single person on earth. And yes. e- even if you're trying genuinely to please every single person on earth, you're not going to, so you might as well just own who you are mm-hmm. and like, just embrace that <laughs> and oh, yeah. your people will find you more easily than if you were trying to be everything to everyone.
1: Yes. Yeah. Cause you're going to attract the people that are like you and that want to be near you. And you're going to yeah. repel the people that yep. you're not for. And that's exactly. really what you need to do. Uh, like I've in life that has happened with me with friends where some friends are just like, all right, bye. Like, we're not going <laughs> to hang out as often anymore. Cause we just don't have the things in common. Um, yeah. and I'm not like pretending to be interested in formula one races and, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I just don't, I, I don't get into car races. It's okay. Um, that
0: makes two of us. I don't even know what formula one, whatever you just said is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Austin and they had like a formula one race or track. Okay. Uh, it's very fast cars. That's okay. about all I know. <laughs> all right. Cool. So yeah, no, I think, I think that is, that's some really, really good. It it may seem simple Um, that like, don't worry about what other people are thinking about you and like just like, But
0: so many minute. people don't do that. They worry yeah. about what other people think. About them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it sounds simple enough to just be like, okay, I, I won't worry about what other people think, but it is, if you've it's been hard. in that mindset for a yep. long time, it is really hard to get out of that totally. um, and, and just do your thing and let your flags fly, whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that. Um, Okay. So let's get into today's topic. I'm very excited about this topic. I'm always looking for more efficiency, um, especially working from home, like this last year with the pandemic and a lot of people like spouses and kids being at home as well. Like I've been working from home since 2015, um, Mm -hmm. but my wife has not. And uh, with the pandemic, she was now at home all the time, which was awesome. We got like I'm a huge uh, quality time person. That's yeah. That's one of my love languages. So I was like, yeah, wife's They're here, like, you're here. Time. It's great. But then the work-life balance was just like, uh, oh, can we go uh, play in the pool? Sure, yeah, I'll go play with you. And then work just got pushed off. Um, <laughs> so uh, like with with all of that and with people maybe still being at home uh, right now, what are like what's um what are a few things that uh can help, I don't know, just work a little bit more efficiently while they're at home?
0: Totally. Well, I think this question, it is relevant to COVID, but I think any work from home entrepreneur mm-hmm. faces this dilemma when they first like maybe either start their business or start working from home. And it's the, like the separation between work and life. That's so hard. Like when I first started my business, I remember like, I was like, Oh wow, I can work from my bed and my PJs holla. Like, that's awesome. And it that works for maybe like a few days or maybe a week. And then you're like, okay, wait, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not being productive. (laughs) Like it's taking me um, mount more time that wasn't even a word, but like, it's taken me so many more hours to do something that if I was in like the zone could take me like maybe two or three, maybe less. Right. Um, and so I think some tips that I have that help me just have like sanity and actually like have a work-life balance is actually getting dressed for the day, which sounds like lame, but it's true. Like, don't, Work from your pajamas if you can help it, uh, which <laughs> I think everyone could probably help it, like just get dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something to be said about just like putting on an outfit that's like, okay, I'm going to work today and almost having that mindset like, I'm going to work today and I'm not oh, yeah. just like staying home <clears throat> and just like kind of working and kind of like having my computer on my bed or on the couch or something like that. So, oh, any yeah. change I think is a big one.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's like a psychological thing of. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm in my, I'm in my, my, my adult clothes right now. Yeah. Like I'm not going to walk outside of my PJs. Well, I do. I, I don't know. Some people probably do too, but, uh, but like they're like, you were saying it's, it changes your mindset of, um, cause like whenever I'm in my PJs, I'm in my comfy clothes. Yep. If I'm on my laptop, I'm probably like watching a show. Exactly. You, like, your mind um, like wants
0: yeah. to go towards like the comfort because you mm-hmm. need- because of your comfort.
1: comfort. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I put on, I put on a buttoned shirt for this interview today. Oh, well, I'm, uh,
0: thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, in leggings, but I'm also third trimester pregnant. So you're going to have to forgive me for that.
1: Oh, that is no. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I did get changed
0: though out of my pajamas today. So there's that, that hey, did happen. There you
1: go. Check that one <laughs> off the board. <laughs>
0: oh man, I would also say something that helps me is having a designated workspace. So, again, I mean, that's kind of the similar concept of, as getting dressed, but like having a designated workspace which Mm. you go to work. And so when I lived in Hawaii, we lived in a two bedroom, uh, one bath, 900 square foot house, which in Hawaii is so much space. Um,
1: That's a single family home. That's great.
0: I know it it really was, but uh, we had my daughter's bedroom and then our bedroom. And so it it wasn't the most ideal situation, but I worked from the dining room table, but that was still like my Mm workspace. I I didn't work from my bed. I didn't work from the couch. Like that was still my space. Now that we moved to Kansas, I have my own office, which is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's good to like separate so that you're not, especially if you have kids, I found like, which made it really hard, especially when we lived in Hawaii and I was working from the dining room table and Eloise, my like one year old, probably around at the time, like would be running around or like, she would just be like coming up to me and just like it's really hard to separate it and actually be productive in that scenario. So if you can have a designated workspace that ideally is like its own room, but I know obviously that might be a luxury that not mm. everyone has. I've been there. But oh, yeah. um just having that space where you can deem your office or your workspace and that's where you go, that's where you do your deep work, that's where you chug out everything and you're not working from the couch, you're not working from maybe the kitchen table if if that's uh not the best scenario for you. Um and I would also recommend like if you don't have your own office, like figure out what part of your house you could work at with the most amount of privacy. But also, like, just play around and be like, okay, am I am I actually getting work done? Is this a place where I can focus and zone in and tune everything out? If you are in like a public space where there's other people in your household, maybe put on headphones so you can be like in the zone or, or whatever. Um, but having that designated workspace helps me a lot, especially with a family, especially oh. trying to balance motherhood and like entrepreneurship at the same time.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Same. I, I tried cause we, when I first started the business, we were in a small apartment and like two, two bedrooms, like one bedroom in the study area. Yeah. And I was thinking, Ooh, study would be perfect. And we had a kid and uh, then that turned into nursery. So yeah. I was, I was also like, all right, cool. Kitchen table. I will set up here. But for me, it was like, everything going on. And I have like this audio sensory type deal where if there are other noises, it's really hard for my brain to like focus on the one that I want to focus on. It just yeah. goes to like loudest and that's usually kid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the screams. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to set up a little, like I had like a little five foot little folding table. I just <laughs> stuck in the corner of our bedroom. And that's where I went to work, and that's awesome. was able to do like two hour batches at a time, yep. and also with the headphones so I couldn't hear what was going on outside and like them talking about going in the backyard to throw the frisbee. I'm like, "I want to go throw the frisbee that sounds oh, I know. Fun.
0: headphones are magical, especially like soundproof headphones like this like the ones I'm, if I guess if people are watching yes. this yeah. um but those are life changing
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> especially
0: when you're trying to get in the zone, especially as a parent
1: hmm yeah and if you have any sort of audio sensory sort of deal it's just like you're in your own world yeah and it's just focusing in it is it's amazing um i usually have my headphones but you know we moved and also the kids took the little cord it has the detachable cord uh (laughs) deal i was like cool i'm just gonna go headphone-less uh today (laughs) uh but yeah, no, they they steal everything. <laughs> they, they really do, but they're awesome. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, cool. So, so getting dressed, mm-hmm. having a separate workspace somewhere designated to like, this is work mode. I am, I'm going to work on the other side of the room. Um, yes. I have a, more tips
0: if you want me to. Keep let's go. Yeah. You. Okay, let's great. More tips. great. Perfect. Um, the other one, which is hard for, I think, especially creative entrepreneurs is having boundaries with your phone, which is hard yeah. because a lot of our work is on our phone, yeah. especially with social media marketing, Instagram, social media. Just there's a lot that we do on our phone, which is mm. a blessing in this day and age, but it also mm. can be a curse, as I've found, because I am like <laughs> the most notorious person for being that person that like wakes up and immediately just like grabs my phone. And like, I'm, that's something I'm trying to work on, but something that's helped me is setting boundaries with it. So there's, there's a lot of ways that we could take this. There's a lot of different ways to have boundaries with your phone slash with just like your work-life balance, as far as like how that relates to your, your work and then even your life. Um, So some tips for that that I have are don't put your phone in your bedroom. Don't use it as alarm clock which that doesn't directly relate with work, but it also I find helps relate oh, to yeah. productivity yes. of like, if you're waking up and you're not having a morning routine and you're just grabbing your phone immediately and going to Instagram and one, that's probably not good. It will, not probably, it's not good for your mental health <laughs> and like consuming before you actually have one had your morning routine, but then also created for the day. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of creating my content for the day before consuming. So like, and, and when I'm on Instagram, i try to be very intentional with my time, not answering emails on my phone, but things like that. So yeah. having a boundary, not having it in your phone or sorry, in your bedroom, not using it as your alarm clock. Um, and then something else that we, me and my husband do, which is a little aggressive, but necessary, because again, I'm trying to create this boundary <laughs> with my phone to be very intentional, especially as a parent. I found I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place with so many tips, but, uh,
1: we like bouncing tips. It works. Bouncing yeah. tips. Great. Yeah.
0: Um, before we had our first baby Eloise, we were like, we would love to give her like as screen free of a childhood as possible, which I can, I am proud to say she's two years old now. She still has yet to pretty much watch television, which I'm just proud of. But oh
1: yeah, that's, that's great.
0: <laughs> I will say as an entrepreneur that is like on screens all the time for work, I felt like some immense guilt from that. Cause I was like, uh, how? how do I not be a hypocrite? And so what we kind of realized is, okay, the phone, like this is a tool for Mm -hmm. work. It is not a place to watch Netflix. It's not a place to scroll for entertainment. And when you view it like that, I I found that like, it makes sense why it's like, no, Eloise, like you don't get to play with mommy's phone because that's, you don't go to work. You're (laughs) too, like, this is a tool for work. And so like viewing it like that helped me a lot.
1: Hey John, you got a sec? Yeah, friend with the same exact voice as mine. What's up? Do you enjoy going to the post office? You know, I really don't. Those long lines and maybe there's that little like kiosk thing that works sometimes, but the postage doesn't always print and then you have to wait in the long line anyway. So, yeah, no. Why do you ask? Well, I think that ship station would be perfect for you. ShipStation is a web-based shipping and order management software that makes shipping products so much easier. You can set up automations for your e-commerce site to print postage directly from home automatically. Seriously, it has been a game changer for me and my business. You can easily print and purchase postage directly from your computer right at home or wherever your computer is, and you can get those packages out to your valued clients quicker and with less hassle than traditional shipping methods. That's cool. All right, you got me. How do I sign up? You can sign up for a free 60-day trial at lightdarkco.com shipstation. That's lightdarkco.com slash Ship station, and I'll see you anywhere but the post office. Cool. Thanks, friend. And by the way, love your voice. Thanks.
0: Something that me and my husband do is we have, uh, you can do this on an iPhone. I'm sure you can do this on an Android as well. But oh, yeah. um, on the iPhone, you can do screen limits. You can either do <laughs> it like apps, or you could do mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. whole entire phone and then exclude the apps that you don't want to be unlimited or yeah, on a limit. But what we do is I basically can't use any social media apps or any like games or anything that like would just be wasting time after I think it's, we have it from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So like those 12 hours of like family time or yeah. just all of that. Um, and in that way, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like that's my work hours. And yeah, then like that's when I have Instagram. That's when I have all the things. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: what I found, <laughs> I started to do this probably a year ago, I put this screen limit on and on an iPhone, you can do it. And, and it'll like, whether you put like, Oh, okay. I want three hours a day on Instagram. It'll give you a notification when you hit that. Or if it's past like the hour mark of like, say you're on your phone on Instagram at like 8 30 PM, it'll be like, Hey, it's past the time. If you try yeah. to get on, if you don't have a lock on it though, what I always did was it would notify me. And then it would be like. Uh, do you want to have 15 more minutes? Do you want to ignore this? Or would you like to just like say, okay, every, every single time I would ignore it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Nope, I'm going. And uh-huh. so like, I realized that I, <laughs> like, I was breaking my own boundary by default and I kept doing it again and again and again. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly isn't working. So me and my husband d- now have, we do this for each other, but he has the code. Cause again, you can do this on an iPhone. He has the code for my phone and I have the code for his phone. So if I hit my max, it, which that's usually not what happens. It's usually like before 8am or after 8pm mm-hmm. when I'm tempted to like get on Instagram or, or something like that, I'll, I'll like go to do it by default. And then it'll be like, okay, pop, top pop in your passcode. And I don't know my own passcode. Andrew knows my passcode. So it like, it's a real good boundary. If like that you is. struggle with, <clears throat> just like wasting time on your phone, not being productive, just scrolling for scrolling sake and not using your phone as a tool for work only. Um, and that doesn't mean you can never like play a game or, you know, you can decide yeah. that. But no, like
1: life. if if you're someone who easily gets lost in a game and then it's like right. three hours later and it's like, oh, Or, yeah.
0: or TikTok even. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. TikTok. Yeah, so I was... That's- I did not like TikTok at first. Cause I was like, I don't want to just like a bunch of teenage girls, like doing these dances and stuff. Um, and, yep. <laughs> and now the algorithm, like I never see any dances anymore. And it's all just like,
0: Oh, it's really, learned your What you like.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit dangerous just how you can just get on there and just like, Oh yeah, no, that's good too. I like this. And then it's like an hour later and yeah. I uh, mean, but
0: it's tricky though. Cause mm-hmm. then you fall down that hole of like, it's yep. been two hours and you're like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think that's great. Uh, setting those, those time limits. Um, also like the not using your phone as an alarm clock mm-hmm. is huge. Um, I did that for a while. I'm back to it right now. Um, it's so my alarm clock broke. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because you don't want like a, like a generic alarm clock. That's like, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I want like the, like the retro alarm clocks too. Um, yeah. and those or, are,
0: or you just become a parent and then you yes. use your kid as an alarm clock. That's kind of what I'm, that's the stage of life I'm at. Right. Now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know you're supposed to like wake up before your kids and everything. Um, it's
0: glorious when that happens and when your morning routine starts before them, it really is nice. Oh, but yeah. sometimes yeah. That's just not the, oh. op, an option because sleep is nice to and have.
1: Sleep is great. Yeah. Those few days where I wake up before everyone else and just like walk into the living room and it's quiet. I'm just like, this is nice. I'm going to make yeah. some coffee. And then usually before the coffee is done, they're up. But yep. uh, but yeah, we we pretty much use our kids right now. They like to wake up fairly early. So it works. That's um, nice. definitely not as early. Like they're not five 30 or anything. Oh, that's uh, great. That's great. Yeah.
0: Eloise so, every day on the dot, like to the minute wakes up at seven and I'm like, well, at least you're consistent, right? I guess. Yeah.
1: That's, that's great. Good. Good internal alarm clock. I
0: know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Well, okay. So kind of tying into this um, you had uh, in like, you have a, a whole blog about, efficiency of working mm-hmm. uh, at home as well. And you had mentioned, um, uh, like night owls and waking up early and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am self-proclaimed night owl, uh, for sure. Um, and I know that you can, you can change. Um, and I've, I've tried a few times, uh, especially when I had like my nine to five and I had to be at work at seven. Yeah. I was fine. And I was, I was good with waking up at five 30 or six and it worked. Uh, my, my body didn't die. Uh, maybe like the first week that I had to do that, it was pretty rough, but eventually like I trained myself, um, since leaving and like starting my own business, I was like not starting at seven. Uh, but, um, but yeah, do you have any tips for people who are maybe more on the night owl side that. Um, would like to wake up early. Cause I, it just makes sense to me to do uh, to like, like you said, like create before you uh, yeah. consume um, to like create and to do things, to check things off the list earlier in the day than to wait till the kids are asleep. Mm-hmm. And then like, you've had some time just like with your spouse and then it's like, okay, now it's 10 PM. I'm going to go ahead and go to work now. Uh, totally. and then you're well, trying to cram everything in before midnight. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Well, I, I think this also relates so much to, I mean, which you kind of said to parents, especially if you don't have the luxury of having mm. your spouse be able to stay home or, or watch the kids. And so like, say you both, like you're an entrepreneur and your spouse works like a nine to five outside of the house. If you, and, and then you, so you're kind of in, you don't have daycare, maybe you're stuck in the situation of, okay, I, I, I physically can't get work done maybe while the kids are awake or something like that. So it's like, okay, I either have nighttime or morning time, but yeah, for the people that are like natural night owls and want to be more morning, I would say it's hard because like, you got to start getting like di- diligent with your discipline. Um, and I would say it it requires discipline much more than like motivation. Motivation is nice, but like, until you start actually like making those baby steps to step into discipline of like training your body and training your mind to even start shutting down in the, in night and then waking up in the morning. Um, I like, that's, what's going to actually change. So some, uh, advice is what I would say is, at night, start like winding down a lot earlier than maybe you used to. And maybe like you can take this in baby steps. Like, so you used to start winding down before until like 10 PM. Okay. Move that back an hour at nine and then slowly start moving it back earlier. So when I say start winding down, that's where I'd be like, Hey, maybe turn off the television and turn off your phone. So like, don't have screens. Like so that just physically is going to cue your body to be like, okay, it's nighttime. Maybe read a book. Reading really helps me get into more of like a sleepy mode, especially at night, maybe oh, yeah. like start drinking some tea. I will,
1: I will fall asleep right away. If I yep, start reading same. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> same,
0: especially if I'm like loving the book, I almost don't want to read at night because sure. then I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep. Right, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So like, if you're the type of person that falls asleep to the TV, like I would just try as hard as you can to start just turning off those screens earlier um, and really like start winding down, maybe like having time with your spouse or something where it's just like you're turning off all of the the digital like communication and, and Mm -hmm.
1: uh,
0: stimulus, I guess earlier. Cause I think that for me, that helps my body like start falling asleep earlier, especially if you're a night owl and you're just used to like having that energy at night. Um, Obviously if caffeine affects you, don't have caffeine. Being at like 4 p.m., um, which is maybe an obvious one, but sometimes not. Um, And then the other thing on the flip side in the morning is I—I don't know who said this. I heard this, I think, on a podcast one time, and it shook me. It was like if you're the typical person that like you set your alarm and you want to start getting up early, and you set your alarm, and then you're like the notorious snooze hitter. I think. I can't even remember who the person was, but it was like, they were like, every time you hit the snooze button, you're breaking a promise to yourself that mm-hmm. you intended to keep like that. You, Cause past you set that time for a purpose. Yes. Yeah. So if you hit the snooze, you're literally the first action of your day is, is breaking a promise to yourself. Like you've mm-hmm. already broken up. And I was like, what? Cause oh, it's yeah. so true. And it's very convicting when you phrase it like that. Um, <laughs> But I would also say if you sleep, if you're notorious for sleeping in, don't try to just like cold turkey, wake up at 4 a.m. Because you're going to burn out and you're not going to do that probably. So I would almost go in baby steps um, and start like working backwards. Like say you naturally sleep until nine. I don't know what parent would be able to do that, but whatever. We could be talking to other people that are not. But uh, start by like trying to wake up then at 830. Do that for a couple of days, then start waking up Mm -hmm. at eight. Like keep Mm -hmm. working backwards is my recommendation. The last thing I would say is read Atomic Habits by James Clear. That book is freaking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it's really great for either starting good habits or breaking bad ones just by like, he kind of breaks it down into like, I mean, the title of the book is Atomic Habits, but it's like almost like taking a habit and forming it or breaking it based on like bite size repetition pattern.
1: Yes. Oh Yeah. 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 And like the psychology behind all of that and yeah, moving baby steps is so much easier. I mean, it's like, uh, like, uh, ending, um, uh, stopping, uh, bad habits. Like yep. if, if like you smoke or something, you're trying to stop smoking, it's like, I don't know. Oh, almost like a badge that people are like, Oh, I stopped cold Turkey because right. it's like, it's I mean, so I don't know how you did stop. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Baby like steps is the way to go.
1: Baby steps is the way to go. Uh, I, I definitely cannot go from from waking up at like eight to waking up at five um, just the next day and just be like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, that's, I love that uh, that like you're breaking a promise with yourself by hitting snooze. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that like hits a different way. Yeah. Um, and it also reminds me of a Jim Gaffigan joke where he's like, you know, if you're, you're hitting snooze, you're just like waking up and your first choice of the day is procrastination. Uh, I'm like, (laughs) that's, it's true though. That's good. (laughs) It's
0: convicting when you say it like that. It's like, Oh dang, I don't want to be, I don't want to break a promise to myself. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll get up. Something else you could physically
0: do, I guess, is also put your alarm clock Like, don't put it on your nightstand, put it like on the other side of the room, which sometimes Mm -hmm. people still like, will go hit it and then go back, back but it's just like one extra thing to do that, that is forcing you to go over there. Or like, say you set out your clothes the night before. So that way, Mm -hmm. not only do you have to get up, go turn off your alarm on the other side of the room, but your clothes are also waiting for you. And so it's like, are you really going to just like how bad do you want it? Like are you right. really going to just like ignore all of this and go back to bed?
1: Uh-huh. And you may for the first few days, but like
0: You may. <laughs> I think something else that helps with that is understanding your why too though, which kind of goes back to yes. like discipline, but it's uh, like if you're just doing something just to do it with like no grander purpose, like why do you not want to be a night owl anymore? If you mm-hmm. just don't want to be a night owl, that that's probably not a good enough reason. Like yeah. you have to have like a conviction behind why you're doing it. it mm-hmm. At least for me, if I'm trying to change a habit, I, I find like, I, I can't, I need a bigger purpose other than just like something mediocre or something like yeah. that doesn't root to a bigger issue because otherwise I'm just not going to do it. If like, it's, it's like trivial.
1: Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no skin in the game. It's just like, I'm just doing this because, uh, yeah. cause I think I should. Uh, yeah. which is whenever I've tried to move from working at night to working more in the mornings uh, and becoming more of an early bird, it was just, well, people tell me that I should. And like the the CEOs of the world, they all get up at like five o'clock. So I probably should too uh, right. and be productive. And that never held. And it wasn't until I was like, oh no, like these are the reasons why I want to do this. This is why it's yeah. important. Yeah. And now I'm taking baby steps. Um, And I'm still a snooze person. I still break those promises, but I know that I'm a snooze person. So I'll set my first alarm like 30 minutes before I really want to get up.
0: Okay. And so then go. I can hit
1: the snooze a couple of times and then get up, which
0: it's just the satisfaction of the button hit.
1: It's, yeah, it's the satisfaction. It's that slow, uh, I'm a very slow waker
0: yeah. uh,
1: in the morning, unless something is going on. And then I'm like, all right, and then cool.
0: And then you don't have an option.
1: No, no, but okay. Awesome. Um, Perfect. so a little bit about like, maybe, um, maybe like the actual work work, um, uh, what are some tips of like how to be more efficient when you're physically working? I know we, we talked about like having your own space right. and, and all like that. Like Once
0: you actually sit down in your clothes, in your office, yes. or in your designated yes. workspace, like what uh-huh. do you do then exactly. to be more productive? Uh-huh. Totally. Um, I would say the best thing that you could do is batch working. Um, and so if anybody doesn't know what that means, it basically means like, instead of just hopping, like opening your computer with no plan and no game, like no, uh, list or your, your, your weekday scheduled out, you just are like, okay, I'm going to work, which I did this so so long for so well for so long at the beginning like first couple of like probably three years of my business i would just like open my computer and be like okay well i don't know what what i need to do today like Uh and and, and it would just be such a haphazard way to work with i guess no game plan this kind of goes to two tips because i'm talking about batch working but i'm also talking about uh like taking either sunday or monday morning at the beginning of your week and actually like laying out what you need to do for each week and mm-hmm. making a list and, and then batch working from there,
1: like batch scheduling. Yes. Uh, batch well. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So batch working just means picking one type of task and doing that either for the entire day or doing it for like chunks of hours at a time. It's Cause some tasks don't necessarily need an entire day. Um, but some do. So for example, like planning and prepping social media content, like that, probably takes one day or more potentially mm-hmm. depending on your workflow. Um, but like picking one day a week or one day a month based on your workflow, that, that's going to be what you do. And that's what you do all day. So that's an example of like batching a very specific task in your business, or it could be like blog posts, or it could be editing or something like that. Um, right. Although for photographers, you can't probably do like a batch editing day once a month because that's not how <laughs> usually <laughs> deliveries work. Um, right. But for something like that, that needs to happen every day or answering emails, say that's that's a really great example of a task that does need to get done, but it doesn't, you can't just like put that all to one day of a week and then not mm. answer your emails for like the rest of the, the week, right? right? Like you yeah, can some yeah. unhappy people. Uh-huh. Um so in that <laughs> scenario, okay, so maybe you can't like batch all of your emails on one day a week on Tuesday but you could batch doing it. So it's, it means like, you're not just like answering an email and then bouncing to editing. And then now you're bouncing to posting on Instagram and now you're going back to your inbox and checking your email again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I keep saying books that you should read, but a great one for this is deep work by Cal Newport. Okay. Literally so good. He is incredible, especially with just like, like not being like, bouncing from task to task to task and actually like deep work diving in and getting more done in less time because mm-hmm. you're actually focused and you're actually focusing on one task versus bouncing from task, task to task. So mm. what I like to do is either choose one day a week for like social media content or blogging or what have you content creation things like that but then also I will have days where it's like okay I do need to do like kind of a a, a different amount of things but still batching that day so that maybe Okay. Uh, the first two hours of my day, I will create a blog post or or something of of creation, and then I will take a break, and then I will go back and tackle my inbox completely. And that mm-hmm. will be like when I check my in- email for the day. I'm not gonna like keep bouncing back and forth from my email. I try not to do that just because it uh, it gets like I think it just ruins your productivity. Honestly, it's like you keep going and then you're answering, and then you go back, and then you're like it just, it screws with your time and you can't get it back.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like that transition time too, is it takes a lot for your brain to just like, okay, now I'm in this mode. Now I'm going to edit or now I'm in answering emails mode or now I'm in social media planning. And yeah. yeah. So if you're like
0: the kind of person that like has a bajillion tabs, open on your computer, which I am notorious for that as well. So I, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir here Uh. when uh, I'm preaching (laughs) to myself, honestly, uh, is like, try to really tackle batch working, try to genuinely answer all of your emails in one go once a day, and then don't come back to it. Like, and I think when you say that, it's like, people are like, well, people are waiting on me. It's like, well, you're a business. They can, if you've responded to them in this day, Mm-hmm. they can wait 24 hours for your response. That's okay.
1: That's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like super urgent. If, right. if you're meeting up with a couple for like a photo shoot that evening and they're like, totally. Hey, what's the address again? And you're like, I'll Which get sounds to you like tomorrow. A different scenario. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like, like keep that in mind as well uh, as you're, as you're going through, but yeah, having those, I mean, I try to do emails once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was that person where I was like, Oh no, I need to get back within 20 minutes of every email. And then I was just like breaking concentration to fix yeah. that. Which and, there is a
0: balance to like having a really good client experience,
1: uh-huh. but
0: you, you, you can't sacrifice client or like your sanity and your work productivity for client experience. Like there is right. a way to do both. And I think yeah. within 24 hours is still a really great client experience because think sometimes so people are really bad and don't even get back to people within weeks. So it's like, I
1: don't understand that, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy hearing that from, from clients where they're just like, Oh yeah, you're the first one to get back. Like I emailed someone a week ago. And I'm like, people. Oh. Well, understand. I'm glad that I got back to you same day. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a uh, batch work is just, it is a game changer. I remember. I don't know the, the day I was going to say, I remember the day, but I remember like that season of my, my working career of just bouncing from whatever, just open up my laptop. I'm like, all right, cool. What am I going to do today? Um, yeah. and, and then now I have a list and I know, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow and I would am what what's on the docket for Monday. And I'm like, okay, I can, as long as I can get through this stuff, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and yeah batch working in batch working you're able to like hone in and focus on that one thing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: not um i don't know it just when you when you can really uh, just have your focus on that one uh subject that one deal uh then you get to do that even quicker yeah.
0: well, and I would, something that helps me, especially if I'm batch working a deep task that doesn't have to do with my phone. So mm-hmm. if it's on my computer, I'll put my phone on airplane mode. So that way I'm not even getting the notifications that, because yes. how many people literally, if you're listening to this, raise your hand who are working, you're typing or you're doing something and then a notification pops up and like, you're like, Oh yeah, I need to do that. And then all of a sudden you're 20 minutes down, TikTok or Instagram. And, and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, why was I holding my phone? Okay.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I have to I have to put my phone like face down, away like out of arm's reach.
0: Yep. Whenever
1: yep. <laughs> whenever I'm in the middle of tasks, because I'm like I, it's just so easy for me, and I can't have like Instagram or Facebook or anything pulled up on my computer because I'll just jump over there because it'll have that little little one uh deal uh-huh, like hey, notification so, something's going on come back uh and it just it's just like how hey they get you. check out this. <laughs> thing that happened like I don't need a notification for this but now I'm over here. um oh, okay. Funny. Cool. I love it. Those those are some amazing tips. Is there any <clears throat> anything um any other tips like you know, even if you want to do like a, a little uh like shotgun round or something um as we kind of like come to the end of the the episode and everything. Um for for people um you know doing uh to be a little bit more efficient in in other ways.
0: Yeah. Um, shotgun. Okay. I'm trying to think. I would take breaks, which seems counterproduct counterintuitive to productivity, but mm-hmm. you can't just like be a workhorse from like sun up to sundown with yeah. no breaks. You're gonna make yourself tired. So take breaks, eat snacks, uh, which I'm also the notorious horse for, but I have a great, fantastic husband that literally like will come up and like shove food in my face and be like, eat. Um, so taking like I find like our brains can't handle so much work all at once, like very similar to what I just said of just like Mm -hmm. being a workhorse. Um, So whether you're just like, okay, setting a timer, setting a timer is actually really good too, is like, sit down, say you have a uh, blog post that you want to write and you want to write it within 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is, set the timer right there. And then when you're done, be done. Like it also, I think forces you to like work more intentionally because you're not just like aimlessly working Mm -hmm. Yeah. on something and taking forever you're like okay no i have an hour to do this like let's go um mm-hmm. and then at that hour break or 30 minute break or whatever it was you decided take a break um even if it's just like a two to five minute break like go outside lay on the ground eat an apple whatever yeah <laughs> maybe, don't, maybe don't lay it on the ground i don't know no, you go do, lay
1: whatever down whatever. under the apple tree take a minute Yeah, there, <laughs> <laughs> under yeah. the apple tree yeah um But like in in having that timer where, you know, like I'm starting this batch work, I know that in an hour I'm going to be finished with this task. So that it forces you to really be diligent in staying in the work and also doing the whole, like, you know, done is better than perfect where you're not like trying to go back and like perfect things. You're like, I have an hour to get this blog done. Exactly. Yeah,
0: for sure. I would also say have a shut off time for work. Um, which is hard as entrepreneurs that love their job. But I think having, as my family's grown, like as I've got married and had a kid, that helps me a lot. Uh, Cause then I I feel there's the guilt factor. It's not just like, okay, I'm working until seven. Cause like, I just love this or whatever. It's like, no, my Uh family's waiting on me. Um, So I I try to shut off work at like four or 5 p.m. every single day. Um, And then with that, again, if you do have a designated office, leave your computer and your phone in there. That's great. If you're like really wanting to be diligent and really spending time with your family and separating work and life, that's huge. Just to like leave work where work goes and then you can come back in the morning.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And if you're the the kind of person that's like, well, what if my clients want, you know, they need me at seven. Like having that designated cutoff time will teach your clients that, oh, wait, yeah, she's not going to get back to me until... 8am because that's usually when I get my emails
0: for photographers specifically, then I would don't give your number out to your clients until like a day before your session. Like I made that mistake early on in my career, like Mm -hmm. where I would, I would set like the second that they booked, I would send them my, in my number. And then like the session wasn't until like three weeks or three months later or whenever. And then it would be like, people take for granted. If you, if you don't Have a boundary with that, they take it for granted. And so, if you give your number out and then they have access to just like, like that's how for me, I keep work and life like separate. I don't, and even if, even if I have like a coaching student or a photography student text me, usually I will say, Hey, could you email me this question? Like, I I try to keep texting just for family and friends. And like, that's not being mean to set that boundary. Like, you can set that boundary as a business owner, even Mm -hmm. as a photographer who might be have like a personal brand and you want to create a really great connection with your clients, that's totally fine. You still have the ability to set that boundary and people will respect that when you stand firm in it versus just you being wishy-washy and being like, Oh, I have to answer this client at 11 PM. Cause she texted me.
1: Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Literally. I had someone text me at 11 PM once and I was just like, uh, okay, fine. And then I got back. And then the next time, uh, someone texted me. I was like, could you just email me? Like yep. that's, I, I organize everything through email and that way I can like search for your name and everything will yep. pop up. And I don't, you don't get lost in my text messages with the nanny or with you know <laughs> yeah. my, my wife and just like my friends, uh, like email is where work is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most people will understand that. And if they don't, then, you know, that's fine. Like that's, you, you are yeah. a business. You are not just you a are business. Person.
0: Yeah. Amen. And that's a hard Amen. thing
1: to remember sometimes. Whenever you're like, especially if you're a solopreneur, you don't have a team. You don't uh-huh. like you're doing everything yourself. It's hard to remember you are a business. Uh, you're not just a person that someone can text yeah. whenever. Especially
0: if you're a people pleaser and you're trying to make happy clients yeah. and you want money. Well, yeah. But you can still do all of those things while still having boundaries and a healthy work life balance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you will be much happier, and they will be happier, and things will get done. And, yes. yeah, I love it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, Lindsay, that was so great. Um, I'm like, I, I was going to say I was taking notes, but I was like, just like too much into this. Uh, it's, it's okay. it's, I'm going to be hopefully... going over the show notes uh, yeah. of this episode later, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And also for the listeners, we will have the show notes up, uh, whenever this episode does go live on the podcast, uh, for everyone on Facebook right now. Um, just whenever the episode goes live on the podcast, you can, you can go to those show notes. Um, okay. So one last thing, uh, before we kind of wrap up, At. we have a little part of the show where, uh, I like to talk about what we're loving this week. Um, it could be like movies, shows, podcasts, a book, uh, new food, whatever, um, or, uh, just anything in your life. What are, oh. what are you loving this week, Lindsay?
0: Oh man. Okay. Can I say multiple things?
1: Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, can, okay, great.
0: I just I, there's I don't know. Okay, so I'm just off the top of my head. I'm just going to spit fire. Uh cool. me and Andrew just watched Black Widow at the movie theater. It was like the first time in a year and a half I'd gone to the movie theater. Yeah. And it was great. It was fantastic. Okay. Loved it. It was great. Is I have also a Marvel like I, Andrew got me into it. So Black Widow is a uh-huh. plus for me. Uh okay. the book oh crap potty training by jamie go Glawaski or something like that i'm okay. only because we're knee deep in potty training right now and that book is incredible because it was, I it's great
1: think, i think that's the same one that we read too
0: it's good because uh, yeah. she just tells it like it is. first
1: round of potty training did not go very well um so <laughs> yeah. we we're like we should probably read a book we should have a game about this. yeah yeah
0: okay um what else what else oh i'm really into like uh Uh, Facebook marketplace right now because we're trying to furnish our home. Because again, we uh, went from a two-bedroom, 900-square-foot Hawaii house to now a four-bedroom, like 1,700-square-foot, two-story house in Kansas. So there's rooms that are empty. If you hear an echo in Uh my voice on this podcast, it's because (laughs) my... I, I'm not even kidding right now. I could show the like people there's a uh-huh. comforter on the floor because I don't have a rug and I was trying to help the sound. So, yeah. uh, Facebook marketplace and just like, I'm like really into decor right now. Cause I'm trying to furnish my home. So
1: yes, yeah, oh. that's,
0: that's what I got.
1: <laughs> Facebook marketplace has been crazy because there, there's so many people that are just like giving away stuff. I know. It's like, you, yeah, gotta, yeah, you gotta, you yeah. gotta
0: hunt though. You gotta like check it every day.
1: Yeah. Cause it's there, are, there are a lot of people that are like, yeah, yeah $300 for this dresser. I'm like, I know it's like probably worth three fifty, but I'm not going to pay 300 on Facebook. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We, we love, uh, flipping things. Uh, so we'll, we'll get, uh, dressers or like, uh, in tables or whatever and try and flip it. Um, we don't have a lot of free time right now, uh, with three kids. So, uh, a lot of our flipping things have just we're just using them until we have time to flip it. Um, but also we just moved into a bigger place. So we have just like all of these, we didn't, we hardly had any closet space in the Mm -hmm. old house. So we had dressers in every room and now we're just like, Oh, we can fit everything into the closet. We can get rid of all these dressers. This is amazing.
0: I know that's great. Yeah. That's kind of what we also realized when we had a closet, or like a house with like bigger closets, and uh-huh. going from two bedrooms to four bedrooms. I'm like, what do you do with all the space?
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to fill up all of this? <laughs> I can
0: have my own office now. What?
1: Right. Wow. Am I going to become a minimalist? <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> but okay, awesome. That's that's great. I'm also really glad to hear Black Widow was was good. We are also it's big, fantastic. Big Marvel fans. Uh, so we. We were kind of like, like we'd watch, like we watched Iron Man when it came out. We watched, uh-huh. you know, Thor Ragnarok and stuff. Right. Um, but we were not like every single thing. Um, uh, but uh, Black Panther is for sure one of our favorites. Oh, um,
0: that's so good. Well, and Andrew then, made me watch all of them back in, I think, November. Um, uh-huh. And then obviously we haven't had a, a theatrical release of a new Marvel movie until now. Right. Yeah. And so we had to go see. it, was, It was so good especially like it was funny too. Like I think in the Marvel universe, Thor Ragnarok is kind of like the the most funny. That's, it's not okay. on that level of funny, but it's still like there's some humor and we uh-huh. laughed a lot. So it was great. Okay,
1: That's good. Yeah. Whenever y'all watched it, did you go chronologically or did y'all go we like went,
0: release date? Release date. Okay. Because cool. I wanted to experience,
1: experience it, like it, the world
0: experience it. Cause I had never, I've watched like maybe three over the course of however long it's been, like 10 years. Um, yeah.
1: So like, like, okay, did- I have like 20 movies now to watch.
0: Right. Yeah. We got a Disney plus plan and we were like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yep.
1: Same. Yeah. We did the same thing uh, last year, probably around the same time. I feel like it was the fall and we were just like, we should go through and we went chronologically cause we had seen probably like five of them. Okay. And we are like, we want to see like this timeline of everything. Right. Um, and it was, it was fun. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're excited about black widow and uh we want to go. We have. There's a movie theater here that does like five dollar Tuesdays. Oh, so you nice! You get a ticket for five bucks, and we're like, yes, that's great. We will find some babysitters. Do and it. Go have a date night out of it. It's that. worth
0: it. It was so good.
1: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well. Cool. That's that's great. I um <laughs> I did not prepare anything for for what I'm loving this week. Normally in my office I have like a list that I just keep of. Of things that I'm loving. Um, oh, nice. But um I think a bittersweet one for me is our new house. I'm really loving it. It is much more spacious. We have a huge backyard, which is the first backyard we've had uh since having kids. And uh and it's great. Uh the bittersweet part is, or I guess the bitter part is um we had plumbing issues. So half of the what? backyard is just what? mud right too. now. I
0: literally yeah. saw the plumbing issues too.
1: What? I saw that and I was like we're just we're kindred spirits right now <laughs> really?
0: uh, but it sucks so it much when you so have plumbing bad.
1: issues yeah and it was like as we were moving in so like we're moving boxes into the house and the backyard uh-huh. just deep tore up everything oh, um, i i relate but now we can shower again so uh <laughs> everyone You're literally living us the same life yeah
0: i can shower for the first time <laughs> today pretty much yeah.
1: yep so um yeah and then we've had you know, a few, those bugs of like moving into a new house and like, Oh, this house doesn't have fire, like smoke detectors. We should probably get on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's like a legal issue. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different things. So it's been a stressful like week and a half, uh, that we've been moving in, but, uh, we're loving the new, the new place and it's that's awesome. Uh, much more spacious. I have my own office area where I can Which eventually, nice. yeah. And I can eventually have clients like come in and sit on a couch and like look through their album and stuff.
0: Oh, that's uh,
1: awesome. I'm very excited for, yes. for doing all that. Um, but yeah, like shows and movies and stuff wise, I, there's a show on Netflix called I think you should leave um, oh, that's, what, that's what, it's what it's called. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and it's uh Tim Robbins, it's really awkward, kind of dry humor, not really dry, but just like super awkward uh-huh. stuff. Um, and so if you like awkward humor, it's great. If you don't, you probably won't like it. Um, but season two recently came out, and it is just it's some of the skits. I'm just like, I don't understand what this is but it's awesome um so yeah if if you're into that kind of humor and stuff or think you might be uh, he was a writer on snl for a while uh so it's that kind of like sketch comedy and some of them are like five second sketches and some of them are a couple minutes um but yeah it's it's good it's called i think you should leave and it's on netflix uh and i just finished season two so uh there's there's a good bit up there um but yeah, okay, cool. And well, we'll have links to all those and, and also all the books, uh, Lindsay, that you uh, mentioned uh, in this episode, we'll have links to those. Uh, so y'all listeners can go uh, go download them, audio books, paper books, whatever you want. Lindsay, where can people find you? Where can they uh, follow along, uh, listen to your podcast, um, all of those things?
0: Yes. Well, you can find me on mostly Instagram. That's where I show up the most uh, at Mrs. Lindsay Roman. You can also find me at lindsayroman.com. And then if you want to listen to my podcast, that is the Heart and Hustle Podcast pretty much wherever you would listen to your podcasts um, that, or just type it into Google. You'll find it. Um, but yeah. And then if you want to check out the heart university, that's at the heart university on Instagram and the as well.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, sweet. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. I've, I've loved uh, getting to talk to you today and so many really, really great tips uh, awesome. for being more efficient. Uh, when it more was so much home.
0: fun. Thank you yeah. for having me. It was a blast.
1: Y'all, I absolutely loved getting to talk with Lindsay. She is definitely one of the most down to earth people. Um, I immediately felt like we had been friends for years, probably because I've been following her for years. But uh, yeah, her tips on efficiently working from home were amazing and super actionable. In fact, I've already implemented a few of them since we recorded the episode, and I hope that you all do, too. Um, You can check out all of those tips um, and all of the things from today's episode at the show notes at lightdarkco.com podcast 76. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us. Make it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. To join us live next time, you can just search on Facebook for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. All our ads are affiliate partnerships, so we get a little bit of a commission whenever you go check them out. It is a great way for you to get a deal on some amazing services while also supporting your favorite podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at LightDarkCo. Lindsay is at Mrs. Roman, and The Heart University is at The Heart University. You can find me, at all heart photo subscribe to the show leave us a review send me a dm i would love to hear from you until next week i'll see you in the facebook group bye guys